everybody say it mean? Who's that out there living the dream? Let's blow him the bean. Who's that still smoking all that green? Let's blow him the bean. Come on, y'all, let me hear you scream. Let's blow in the bean. Let's blow in the bean. Let's blow in the bean. Go. Post fight. Welcome back, UFC 212. What a night of fights. I would say that this, for me, is probably the contender, top contender for fight card of the year so far. I mean, you got everything you could ever want. Finishes, upsets, big upsets, little upsets, uh, dare I say eras, changing of the guard. We're kind of seeing the newer guard finally take over. And uh, it was I wouldn't say it was a dominant performance, but it was a hell of a showing. And it's the new breed coming up and through. Fun, fun fights ahead of us. The the title reign is over. Um, main event. Did you you happen to catch the, at least the main event? Oh yeah. That was we got to break that down. I mean, the first two rounds, I would say. What you want to start right with Aldo and Max? I think that we we got to because that's the most important thing that ended up happening. Okay. And then we just go over the other high points. We don't have to go over every single one. Or All right, can. yeah. Whatever <laughs> way you want to do it. I would have just gone over that one at the end. Oh, okay. But we're already there now. We already... We got... We're too far in. Yeah, so we can start with Max and Aldo. We went too far. So, Aldo definitely won that first round. At the very least, that round he flurried at the end of that first round hurt Holloway. And... Holloway shook it off, um, landed a spinning back kick right at the end of the first, and then in the second, I would say that when uh, Holloway was kind of showboating a bit is when I felt like he was starting to win that fight because initially, I thought my bet for Max Holloway went down. <coughs> Those first two rounds were going by, and I was like, fuck. Aldo isn't throwing leg kicks. People keep saying he threw zero, but I saw one leg kick no, thrown. He- he tried to. He tried to, and both times got tagged. Both times got tagged on his way out of the leg kick because I think Max planned on those oh, leg kicks, and I think that he got tagged hard enough that he respected Max not to try him again. A lot of people are saying as well, with that, it's a very good point that you just made, and I have heard that, and it did happen. Um, also, that what I kept noticing was that Max Holloway was... Um, in orthodox and he tends to switch a whole lot more and he stayed in orthodox all three rounds and against Aldo no he didn't he didn't the I only didn't see reason I know stands. for sure huh. is um because my wife watched with me and she said huh he's left-handed and I'm like yeah. no he isn't left-handed but he was totally you know and left and then he switched uh -huh. and then he switched back and I think um, and that was in the second round. Uh -huh. Max had a flurry in the second round. Yes. He had a few flurries yes, where he yes. was looking good in the second round. It started to turn um, in that second round. But I kind of feel like it was part of his game plan. Matt or Aldo looked winded. Why do you think we both picked them at the end of the in the end rounds? We both thought four and five. I feel like we were both seeing that that was going to come over, and pe other people were making this point that, and it is a good point that. Um, Aldo usually takes the third round off. In most of his fights, he wins the first two rounds, takes the third round off, wins four or five, depending on how he does in the round four. He fights in a similar style to Joanna. 
another champion. Yeah. Where he usually might lose the first one and a half, two rounds. It, uh-huh. Like, I feel like it's he gets beat up. And that's the mistake of his He started to warm up. He started to warm up in those rounds. He got the cobwebs shaken out. And Max definitely turned it on. Um, I thought it was a late stoppage, honestly. I know people are crying that it was early and all that bullshit. No fucking way. I feel like it was late as well. But I also understand it enough for it not to be controversial in my head. I just felt like Aldo... This is what I... Aldo was knocked out. And yes. one come He was knocked out cold, hit the canvas, uh, comes to, to back yep. to, and then that's your fight or flight with mechanism that kicks in. And so then he's just taking a pelting. At one point during the whole thing, I actually thought he tapped to punches. Yeah. And I could be to crazy, me, but me, I actually felt like he tapped to punches where he was just like, come on, call this. No, that, I, what I, I saw on the ground with that flurry was him go out again. Once or twice and then get hit back in, like, landing on the ground. I thought I saw that happen on the ground once or twice. And that's where I was like, stop it. Where it was like, Aldo trying to grab just the air and getting hit three times in the face. And it's just like, no, it's over. It's over. <laughs> I mean, valiant effort. I love that Aldo's already come back and said, he ain't retiring. He ain't out of this bitch. He's back in it. He's needed a, a good reason to fight. Good. He looked that's, good enough. He... That was a hell of a fight. He was winning that fight. And I think it's okay for the, the, I keep hearing, you know, like Aldo, the greatest of all time. It's always the talk of the goat, the talk of the goat, the talk of the goat. And um, Connor's a goat for a different reason than Aldo is a goat. And Max Holloway wants to be a goat that is a goat for the same reasons Aldo's a goat. He wants to run through a division. He wants to clear everybody out. He doesn't care who he fights next. He's a fighter's fighter. I think you can respect him from both sides. I think he can be marketed right. Um, Hawaiian. Both Hawaiians win. I think those are all great points and I like that his post fight that he's like no I don't want to be compared as a Connor or anybody. I'm my own man. I'm making my own way and even with people um, saying the BJ Penn talk and all that, and he's just like, no disrespect. He just wants to be his own person and is doing it his way. And I love that he has a positive role model state of mind where he's just like, we need positive role models in his specific community, let alone professional sports. And he wants to do that and be that. And I think that he's done it for himself. I mean, he's been finishing. If you look back at the people he fought to get after his loss. He went on a 10-fight winning streak. Look at those people that he beat. Cub Swanson finished. To me, if you just go for record, to me, I feel like his record is more that of a goat than Aldo's. Not the years of reign, but the people. The quality. The caliber of fighter. Yes. I think you have a point there. Jose Aldo... People consider the best of Uriah all time. Uriah Faber was one of his arch nemesis. Dustin Poirier, people consider that guy one of the most dangerous MFers yep. in the Agreed. ring. Agreed. I just feel like the people that he was knocking out. And then three rounds with Connor, and I mean this all, who else did it? Who else went three rounds? Diaz. Yeah, yeah, at 170. <laughs> yeah, at 170. No, true, true, Yeah, I felt like that is... Now that I get the whole shtick of weight cutting and all that and shrinking down, I feel like Aldo 
I think we're going to be watching him for a long time. Oh, I'm excited. Me and too. he says, you know, like, I plan on fighting, you know, maybe 33, 34 he's years gonna, old. He's going to be a monster. A loss only makes him better. It's one of those, he's kind of getting complacent in his title reign, and he's like, yeah, 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 I'm going to keep doing whatever I'm doing. But now he's going to have to be like, oh, this new breed of kid. So now we're going to see him bounce back. Henan Burrell hasn't bounced back since he lost his title reign. Same camp, same gym. Um, I think there's parallels there that could potentially work, but Aldo does have the much more tactical and is credibly a world-renowned striker. Henan Burrell, um really had a lot of flaws and just a lot of people finally started to get to him, but Aldo is still going to be in it. I'd love to hear that great news from him. Me too. I'm so glad it's not soccer. I'm so glad he's not crying. All this um, other bullshit. Yeah, exactly. It is what it is. And oh man, I was thinking um, just out of all the things in life that you never, or just kind of a bucket list of greats. Mm-hmm. To me, on that bucket list, like if it was like Bruce, uh, <laughs> was that Chuck Norris? You know, they have Chuck Norris jokes or the most interesting man in the world it would be like he beat aldo in rio <laughs> like that is such a big agreed it's an ollie moment for thing. him like it's a thing that people underestimate people don't know what they were watching when it happened i think that is very very true nobody goes into brazil the that all that shit woo. That's and scary. Then afterward, the post-fight presser, I really liked what he said of, uh, no, they're fight fans. They're educated. I expected them to cheer their countrymen. I don't hate that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's what I wanted to fight in Brazil. You know, I just, I respect that about Aldo. I think he's a warrior. I think he is, if you are to lose your throne, he's the kind of guy you want to lose your throne to. Max Holloway apparently has a homecoming. I don't know if he's in route or if it's already happened. I'm sure it's going to be breaking because they're going to post. But apparently his whole community back home has already staged a parade and everything for him when he's getting off the bus. Like, he has a hero's welcome because he just defeated a legend um, and clean knocked him out. Well, I guess Connor just did that too. But that has been a while. God dang it. He God knocked out a legend. <laughs> he knocked... Oh, damn it. Um, and then... Oh, then it's the whole question of... This is my next question. Everyone's like, Frankie, Frankie, Frankie. Uh, of course. We just saw Frankie beat Yair. And not that I'm not taking anything away from that, but I don't think it's near the... Ca- I don't think that is the caliber of men that the upper echelon is yet. Not... Frankie, but Yair. I, me, beating BJ Penn to, and jumping to Frankie Edgar is insanity. But I don't think Frankie fares well against Max Holloway. I would agree with that. And I would probably have Max in that as well. Um, but I've been on the Max train for a while. So you would come that and expect that from me. I think I know for the first time ever, I don't think Frankie will have the answer uh, to Max. Have you seen some of the fan art that's been coming out? I think one of them is Boss Logic. It was like, uh, 
Holloway with the Jets and hit the uh, I didn't like that one. Oh, I was going to say, I was a fan of that one. I liked everything but the Jets. I didn't understand. Yeah, I agree. I thought it could have been something else. But I definitely still like the fan art community um, and seeing what people do. It's fun. Other fights. Gadeva came right through. Um, number two, or number one challenger, I guess, because it's the number one challenger, then it goes, the champ, number one challenger, whatever, so, the clear number one challenger, she ate up somebody who went five rounds with the champion, and wobbled the champion at one point in time, Gedalia took her right down, we thought takedowns were gonna play, uh, I was surprised at how deficient KK looked on the ground, but Gedalia is a little monster on the ground. So, Strong. yeah, that, I mean, that was her base from the get go. Uh, she just has went up against nothing but the champ who has that take or that ground defense in order to be able to get back up. Um, KK is going to grow from this. She's, I, she's still young in the sport. She still has a lot to prove. Like I was saying a little early, I thought it could have, they could have had other fights, but um, hey, they both have fights ahead of them. I don't. I feel like the embedded made me get this romantic idea of KK, and I had Gedalia all week and changed her at the last moment because I like KK so much. I think she's a stand fighter. Unless she moves camps, like if you think back to Shevchenko with that same similar fighting style, Mm -hmm. she uh, went to camp with Paige or with uh, Rose for a while like getting that wrestling foundation into her base getting that grappling foundation i think kk might need to move camps to grow i think that's a good point and i would totally agree that jumping around even if she takes her train like there's a lot of camps that'll be like yeah your coaches come down here as well and then they just want to start polish gyms or whatever other gyms they want to and another comparison that i wanted to say for you to see for you if it's a fair comparison and I do think it's funny of the other comparison we've already made to the other fighter in this division. <laughs> do you think Claudia Gadelia is the DC yes. of the women's <laughs> Totally. Totally. That's a great point. The always second best ways. wrestler, yes. yep. uh, grinder, yep. you know, going up against this madhouse striker oh. with crazy knees and elbows, you know, long, you can't get him down. <laughs> best sprawls it's just it's crazy good it's almost point. I like that point and I mean what do you do for Gedalia other than give her the title shot again you can't do that that's why they shouldn't have put her up against she KK she didn't ask for it in the post fight presser she said it would be ridiculous on a business standpoint for the UFC to do that why people don't want to see it again yet. He's, exactly. She said, I want to make my um, skill set more well-rounded, so give me the other greats in the division and let me run through them and let the fans want the fight again. Let them start asking for it because there's no other option but to put the two bests against each other again. That's exactly and the right Isn't answer. that brilliant? Isn't the that right what you answer. want a fighter to finally say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so she I kind gets of, it. She totally gets it, and she's young. And also, I am really excited for me, Andrade versus Gadelia is the fight I want to see. I feel like, okay, what happens in a three-round fight, Andrade Gadelia? That's a that's a fight. good fight. Can she weather the storm of the punches of? But is is it one of those things that it's just kind of like give them both a couple other fights against other ladies and then fight them because it is just like. Well, I think Rose has to go to yeah, fight the there. champ because uh-huh. there's no other option right now to fight the champ. Yeah, um, I think. 
Waterson, what do you really do with Waterson? You have to give her a couple other fights. There's other girls coming Lee. in. And Moyle, we just saw Moyle earlier on the night um, versus who is the girl? Pereira? Pereira, who won? Pereira. Yeah, and Pereira is a little, she looks like a little beast. You see those lats and traps? Damn! Looks like she just walks on her hands all day long. She I doesn't think Claudia use her is next level. And a thing about Claudia is, I don't know what camp, but she's changed camps. She's expanding her game, and it showed. She was such a tight Claudia. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She looked amazing. She actually is in New Mexico. That's where she was, like, came up and had that big falling out. But um, she does train, I believe, in Albuquerque for a bit. But she doesn't, it's not, I don't think Winkle John's her main coach. I think, like, she just is in that area. But you can see all of that coming together. But it's the exact same point that she was saying in the post fight. The fans don't want to see her against the champ right now. She needs six months of beating the other and then people saying, okay, she earned her title shot. She earned it. But right away against the way that she finished KK, it just made it kind of uneventful for her to do anything next. And I like, yeah. I agree. Great. So Great. then we had Vitor Belfort go to the first decision he's ever gone to in like 20 years. Here I had on this um, our part KO. And it was to me in my head, eh. I, I agree. But I here's my here's my naivete. Here's my naivete. But if I were gonna put decision at all down, why would I ever do it for this fight in Brazil? That's exactly why I put Vitor. Even if that's Mark exactly Hart won thirty twenty seven yep. handedly, am I surprised mm -hmm. it went the other way? Yep. No. And really, I could have gone for twenty nine twenty eight either way. Uh -huh. But 3027? No. 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 And I would actually say I would go. I had Vitor's decision, which I just was undecisive on who was going to get the finish because I gave Marquardt the real um, shot. And I gave Marquardt two of those rounds. But Brazilians going to Brazil. Like, they, you've got some home cooking going on in Brazil. It ain't the first or the last time we're going to see it. And it's one of their living legends is still in the sport. Of course they're going to do whatever. 30-27 either way would have been ridiculous. I agree. But Marquardt won that fight. I agree. I had Belford, but uh, Marquardt totally won that fight. What is there to see for either of these guys to fight other old men? They can't fight anybody young because it's not going to work out. And... Vitor got three more. Yeah, I let Mark. If I'm the UFC, I clip Marquardt and let him go to Bellator. I feel like I've he's run through enough of my. I mean, what do I do with him when that? Right. But is that the, what weight class is that? Two hundred five. What they're fighting at? Weak ass weight class. Exactly. Just like, exactly. Look at the Ozdemir went to number four, number five <laughs> in the world. But two Jimmy fights Manuel two fights one fight ago beating Brunson went to number three. So. Hey. Uh, it's a weird <laughs> Do you think, what do you think right now? Do you think uh, Manoa or Ozdemir? Manoa, I just gotta, I mean, Ozdemir, I know people are saying all this about Ozdemir, but I got, I'm gonna say Manoa. I just, cause it's, I've seen Manoa beat better caliber of people. Shurkinov is better caliber, but who did we really see Shurkinov run through other than other people that were coming up too, when we really look at it. And, uh, but that was a, a punch that was behind the ear that will knock out. And I, I don't know what that was, but he was dead the rights. Like 
he was out like baby. Like he fell. I'm just not <laughs> a Jimmy Manoa fan. I I don't care for but him. But both overranked. They're just throwing numbers in front of their name now. They might as I well agree. make a silver and a bronze belt. I agree. <laughs> just to hand out to everyone in the in the division. I don't know. And how can you sit at that level when you're just plucking people out of weight class? Once they get to the DCs and John Joneses, but I guess the winner of that goes to the loser of the DC John Jones fight, and that makes for it, something interesting. At exactly. least you, either way, you get to watch a champion beat up on another up and comer. Because I think DC and John Jones are far superior athletes over Jimmy Manoa and Ozdemir. Yeah, I would agree, and I think most people would be in that same exact same frame of mind of like they don't stand a chance. They're just kind of fighting for the leftover meat. Of the belt. Like, they're never going to get the belt. They're never going to get that carcass. They're just going to get scraps. They, they're they over there fighting for their peas, the whatevers. But moving on, we had a TKO in the bout before that with Boranchina versus the Holy War Ranger Bambose. Bambose has some of the worst gas in the entire UFC. Like, his gas tank literally is around a half a round. I'd say two minutes in, done. It, I was surprised he made it out of the first round. Second round, done. Um, he came out there just to get finished pretty much. Like I think this kid beat the tar out of him in that first round. Especially toward the beautiful end. Beautiful body shots by Borrachina. unreal. You will well, help Bambosi. I think this kid's Bambosi. an up-and-comer. What's their he weight class? Of, they're 185. Huh. It's interesting. Definitely an interesting weight class, especially with Ant, with the Kevin Gastelum, uh, Chris Weidman fight uh, close to right. that. And I feel like he's got to be healthy enough to fight soon. He might be able to fight on one of these next big cards. I think that's too big of a KG or Weidman, too big of a step up. Or, 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 no, no, no. I don't think... I think um, fight on the same card that night. I always oh, think it's okay, interesting okay, okay. when you get a yeah, comparative yeah, yeah. shot on the same night of the weight classes with a close number with the up-and-comer because uh-huh. it also makes it interesting with a loser-winner fight somebody that fought the same night for their healing to and training to kind of be on the next same schedule. So maybe we can see him fight again by November, which is another Madison Square Garden card. And they're trying... I think they're going to make it another huge card. I think that's going to become like thing of the year that the UFC makes this Christmas time card that's yeah they've been doing it for a while um, but I think it's going to be the Madison Square Garden card uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah traditionally right um, right right so I don't know I think definitely he's an up and comer he's kind of a new blood of Brazilian where you have now Chris Cyborg you have now uh, you know Borinchina so then all of a sudden if you were to lose Belfort after this he has one more fight on his contract if you're to lose Belfort after that it's not such a, a huge deal you're mm-hmm. still going to pull and fill your arena so I don't know I like the kid I think he's a handsome young man definitely cut up like a Greek statue even though a Brazil- he's a Brazilian statue I guess if they were over in Greece <laughs> and uh he definitely comes to bang bro he fucking comes at you uh, I did like, though, his range. I really, really thought Borrachina kept a good range with as dangerous as Bamboja was. He took that onslaught those first two minutes, saw Bamboja start to slow down and put it on him. 
he he flowed pretty well on top. Um, Borrachina was on the Latin America season, and he made it to the semifinals, and I believe was TKO'd. But uh, he's getting his game together. He's definitely. His, he's got nothing but harder fights ahead of him, though. He ain't getting no, easier fights. You know, like if you think of somebody like, um, like a Michael Bisping, uh-huh. who strength-wise probably has, you know, a three-fourths of the strength of Warren Gina. Yeah, right. But the thing we were repeating last week, and it might even become a saying that we say over and over again on the podcast and somehow figure out and do our shirt... Um, I think wide looping punches, that whole thing. Right. And somebody like with a Michael Bisping with the straight punches, uh-huh. they're going to beat somebody like every Borgina time. every it, time. He has a he the, still has too many holes in his the, game to take that's down boxing that boxing 101. Shot. But yeah, that's like, <laughs> yeah, that's just fundamentals. But it's, it is, that's why they teach him like a straight punch, a jab where that's where even Aldo wasn't using his jab or his leg kicks as often as he was. And you can you can build a career. People have built careers off of just uh, jabbing somebody. But fun fighters to watch in that division at 185. We had a fight that I got right. Did you call this one? I had Yancy Medeiros for Eric Silva. We had a TKO in round Hell two. Hell yeah, I never have Eric Silva on anything, and I haven't for years. I thought he looked good. I thought Eric Silva looked better than he has in a long time. But he did his last fight as well, but it yeah. still wasn't enough to be like I'm putting him on anything. Exactly. I mean, his gas tank was there. It was called somewhere. a bit soon, but it would have happened inevitably. I would agree with that 100. percent I could see exactly that exact same point. People were saying it was early, and I'm like, it was more of an inevitability. And I happened earlier in the night, and you gotta call it. I feel like they did give Brazilians a little bit more leeway throughout the night. Um, I I do remember tweeting about that one and being like, it was that that was a foregone conclusion. He was getting work prior to that. We had prior to that fight, Rafael Sansao, number three in the UFC, beating newcomer Marlon Marias in a split decision. Um, definitely, I went with Marias. I should have went with the Sansao because we said it ourselves, like. Are you kidding me? A sunset's a bet. My, I felt like my picks on air were definitely better than the picks I went with by the end of the week on Tapology. Oh, dang. Because um, I changed it as well. I felt like I was a sunset decision. I might have. I might be wrong. I felt he was chinny, but I felt we said he was going to grind him out. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Maybe I, mean. I didn't say that on air. No, we did say that uh, on air. That he was. That he's like a grinder. He's a grinder's grinder. Style. Yeah, that's well, what a sunsau does. I had sunsau will take a shot. He's got good striking. He's with TJ Dillashaw, and he's lost to TJ by his decision. I changes by the end of the week. I let the hype get me, but. Going to decision with Rafael Asensio for a young kid like this. I'm still excited as he's here. Welcome to the UFC. I don't know many people that have ever gotten a harder fight on walking than this. So I fucking agree you, with that. You got to give it to him. Big life, big TV, big stage in big Brazil review. against a Brazilian legend. You got to hats off. Welcome. Welcome. It, I can't wait to watch him fight again. I think he's going to beat a lot of guys. I think he's going to be really exciting. I think he's going to continue to grow. He's Mexican too, right? Um, no. Marais, I believe, is also Brazilian. Yep, he's Brazilian. Oh, he's Brazilian? Yeah, but he's he's in, he's been out of New Jersey for a while, I think, or something like that. Somewhere up north like that. 
where he has a gym. He transferred over a while ago when he was still in the WSOF, but um, he reps Brazil and a lot of Brazilians. They'll, it's weird. It's weird because they absolute. That's why they love Aldo because he stays in Brazil and is amongst the people. And white people have mixed feelings about Vitor because he's a California guy now. And dudes that get leave the homeland, some people kind of don't like, but. You got to do what's best for your career sometimes. Um, so they they have mixed feelings, I feel like, about Marlon Moraes. I believe a Sun Sao is training. I don't know where he's training out of, honestly. <laughs> nah, moving on. Yeah. So then we had a fight prior to that at 185 pounds. Cara came through. Exactly like we said. And 100%. Live. We <laughs> yeah. were both heavily on this, like, oh, wait. Spicy's a wrestler that's going to go to the ground with <laughs> one of the best jiu-jitsu guys ever. Spicy was getting picked apart, though, standing, and I feel like we both called that as well. Um, I feel like that was a really good play for us, and it worked out. No, it was because he was submitted by, Spicy was submitted by Sam Alvey. Oh, yeah, I'm right. Good point. Good point. Uh, and Carlos then, is a big, enormous black belt. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well... Like, his level of championship, though, because he won black belt level tournaments at black belt. That's where it's unreal. That's Damian Maya level of grappling in this division. The only thing with Cara de Zapato is that he has been, his fight IQ has been a little bit off. He's gassed in front of the show a few times. He's struck in when he should have taken it to the ground. Like, he's gotten better in his age and his quality of fights, but... There was money to be had early on in his career because you could see that he was still developing. He's a much better developer. He saw some adversity in this fight, but definitely came through. He looked good. I really liked what I saw from Shoeface. I definitely think a lot of fights for him coming down the line He's are going to be fun. He's definitely game plan. Yep. He did more of a Damian Maya style fighting than he normally does. He didn't stand like he has in previous fights that cost him dearly. I think that... Um, he should use his length and get to the ground more and stop dance with the girl that brought you, <laughs> you know, kind of thing going on. Yeah. So then we had a finish at 135 pounds. I went for Johnny Eduardo. You were trying to convince me that Matt Lopez was the better fighter and he definitely showed it. TKO round one. I mean, Eduardo was going for leg locks, leg submissions, kind of got put himself in a weird spot, and Lopez just started landing hammer fists. Did you see those hammer fists that landed? Um, were they wrestling style, double hammers? <laughs> they weren't double hammers. They were definitely, I think, a right hand. Um, I believe Eduardo was going for like heel hooks and stuff, and when committing to the leg submissions and or knee, submit, knee bar submissions, you have to go both hands on that leg to extend it or heel to extend it, leaving your face open. Lopez was ready for it. He did limp after that fight, though. When he got up, uh, Matthew Lopez did. And I remember seeing him squint one time and almost thought that he was going to look up at the ref. And then he just kind of really just kind of was like, oh, whatever. And then he started landing punches. Could it have been that he knew it broke and was like, I got to knock this mofo out? 
Because I'm out of here. We see it happen in a lot of other fights when a fighter knows they're injured. He's like, I got to go. I got to strike, strike, strike wherever I can because I'm not going to be able. Because he was limping around a bit. And I don't know if I've Didn't, heard of it sore or not. Uh, Conor McGregor have a torn ACL in the fight against, with Max Holloway. Holloway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened, I believe, in the second round. Went so, the whole rest yeah, of the I fight. I feel like a lot of the fighters injure themselves and fucking break their fingers. Oh, yeah. We've seen it. Remember and Anderson Silva when he finished the fight fight and Chris Weidman after he broke his leg? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Can you imagine that? Remember uh, Uriah Hall's toe hanging off and the doc being like, what? And he's like, oh, it's like that. Okay, it's fine. And then throwing leg kicks and oh. John Jones's big toe after the fight being completely split open. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I love it, baby. Oh. You know, it is kind of crazy that some of the injuries that we've seen occur in the last year, two years. Yeah, it happened. How they stopped the Leslie Smith fight now looking back. How early it was? Because Remember the one that she her ear was falling off? Oh, <laughs> no, I think that's a good call. That's a good call. That but you know what? Like, that oh. ear falling off and the fact that Leslie Smith wanted to continue is why we love her so much. I agree with that. It's why she's that. one of our favorites. I totally agree with that. But I love what you, even though she's a total badass, when the, this is the shitty doctor, comes over and grabs it like it's yeah. a ball. And she then goes, ah! And like, you could see her be like, ah, shit. And it's like, anybody who's ever had cauliflower, this guy, leave me the fuck alone. Let it bleed. Let it do whatever. I'll, we'll pick up the blood later. Like, do not touch this if it's popped or it's just throbbing. It literally, your whole face hurts. Uh, I've seen grown men cry. I haven't had it that bad. I always kept mine pretty drained as much as possible. So I don't have that crazy deformity. But I've been through it a few times. I've had it pop on the mat a couple of times. It was not fun. You live and you learn. <laughs> so. Blech. That was some great hammer fists. The wrestling took over for Lopez in that fight. Uh, I changed that one before the weekend did as well. You went with Eduardo? Mm-hmm. Oh, God dang it. He was a no Munyao guy. I made so many changes by the end oh, of the week. I did not have a good week it. by the end. I should have stuck with what I went with. And, you know, I even listened to us and I agreed. Me too. A lot. I'll listen to our show again. <laughs> I mean, call me vain or whatever, but I want to try to make myself better and try to get away from certain things. Well, so I, I say like too much. That, I feel I've made that boat. And usually, <laughs> it wears off as the show goes on. But because I've listened back, I notice more. I feel like I was in that exact same boat and I just said it again. <laughs> I, I notice more earlier. I pay attention sooner in the show when I listen back. Right. Or instead of letting it go on till the end. Anyway. Great point. Um, yeah, I changed that one as well, but I don't go back and change my DraftKings cards that I pick earlier, so that's why I end up in good places sometimes on DraftKings, even though they're not ahead. Even though not ahead this week. It's been a while since I've been down. <clears throat> totally agree, and I am sticking to that motto as well on DK, and it's worked for me. It's just leaving my early cards picked as they are, and picking my end cards by the end of the week and let the cards uh, lay how they must. I do got to say, I got to appreciate real quick the injury bug staying away from this. It made for an eventful night. We always praise or we always give the injury bug so much shit when it comes in and ruins our night, takes five fights away from us. 
It stayed away. Everybody made weight. Everybody was I was, was just thinking the same thing in my head. I was just thinking it. But I, I was just like, huh. And I was going to make some conspiracy about it. <laughs> this is the whole train of thought in my head right just now. I was going to say it, and then I was going to make a conspiracy about it, and then, then I was going to make a off-hand um, joke about Brazil and steroid use, and could that be a reason? And then it made me think of, for some reason, Habib Nurmagomedov and his weight-cutting issues. And then, for some reason, I thought, huh, I wonder if the Clintons had anything to do with that. <laughs> it all goes back. Follow the buddy. Just follow well, I was the just buddy. Thinking, just well, the he's buddy. Russian and all the Putin scandal. And <laughs> that's everything just that just went on just in my head. Just follow the buddy. Where do you get everything. that 200k to fight Tony Ferguson? Where do you get that 200k? <laughs> I know the Clinton Foundation. I know that's the whole weird thought. Just in the time of year that it was happening with everything that was happening in America with Trump and the Clintons and now everything with Russia, 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 Russia. Tony so Ferguson stupid. and his American fists were going to ruin that boy. That's the crazy train of thought that just happened for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I totally agree. The injury bug stayed away. And that is just as likely to have happened. <laughs> so we had the biggest upset of the entire card at 135 pounds. Kelleher versus Alcantara. Alcantara being number 13 in the world. Kelleher which I had heard actually uh, Ariel and New York Rick say, hey, look out for Kelleher. He's actually got a good ground game. He has the guillotine. Kelleher, Kelleher jumped on that guillotine immediately. And Yuri Alcantara tapped very quickly as soon as it was on. It was tight. And apparently that's that dude's move. Um, Cody McKenzie made a career off of the show. He beat guys that had 15 years, but they couldn't stop his McKenzie team, where he was just long and gangly, and he knew how to use his gangly body in a certain way, and he just finished people. Um, I'm a fan. I didn't think it was an easy fight. Uh, I agreed. actually think it's um, a fair ranking uh, for Alcantara, and I am impressed with Boom. I will be a fan. I'll I'll be a fan. And, you know, I didn't do any research on him at mm -hmm. all. I just went with the UFC guy. Sure. And I didn't like... Me too. I was racist. I didn't like his look at all. I didn't... The picture... <laughs> the pictures that I saw, I was just like, Bleh. I didn't like his hairline. I didn't like how pale he was. I just thought his he looked like... He's got busted grill. I was just like, meh. But... After the fight and after watching an interview of him, I'm a fan and I'm he's, interested in to see where he goes next. What weight class was it? This is a 135 pounds. Um, he's definitely making noise. Um, humongous step up for him. I like the way that he <laughs> taunted the crowd. Like after that post-fight speech, how can you not be a fan? Two-week notice. Taking a top 15 contender, um, and then telling the crowd, Boo, mamurer, shh, that's dope as fuck. That's so, like, you're gonna tell your grandkids, like, I fucking went in Brazil, and I told those fuckers to shut up. <laughs> like, that's some <laughs> shit that's gonna be cool. I think this is something that I would remind me of next time it's happening. When we see a nobody that is getting called on short notice to fight 
someone who's a somebody as far as UFC name, name. rankings, they tend to win. They tend to win. I mean, they got nothing to lose. We've seen it happen over and over again. Venata versus Ferguson was Vinata close Ferguson, to being over. Um, who, uh, there's somebody who we really were a huge, were huge fans of Venata, but there's somebody else who we're really big fans of that they were called on short notice, and we're always like, nope, you gotta watch him. You gotta watch him. Emelson, I feel like, was for Mount Was it Barbarino? Barbarina? No. I don't know. I don't remember. But anyways, There's I just think, I always think, like, I even thought on this fight, oh, short notice, that's always how this shit goes in yeah. the UFC. Yeah. And then everybody sleeps on the guy on his next fight. The UFC's mad that they just took out one of their stars, so they throw him to the wolves on their next fight. Yeah. And uh, They get through that. The last time we saw it happen, yeah, and they got through the next fight, mm-hmm. too. And then I was like, noted, everybody's sleeping on this guy. So these are one of those guys. I got to do my research as well. I definitely slacked on it and didn't give Kelleher the shot. I think you make a very valid point, and I didn't do enough research on Kelleher. Good win for him. Can't wait to see that young man, 30 years old, in the sport keep going on. When we talked about the decision real quick at 115 pounds with uh, Pereira versus Moyle, Moyle looked overwhelmed by the end of that fight. Uh, Pereira was definitely throwing some beautiful crisp striking in there. Takedown defense looked okay. Moyles takedowns looked were pretty bad. So I think that against the real uh, takedown artist, um, you're going to see Pereira have a much harder shot. Wasn't too much of a ground game in that fight for either fighter. Um, not too much to say. Give them both another fight. I think Moyle can... Oh, one thing with Moyle. Moyle... Dropped off her kids before this fight at the soccer stadium. Told them she was going to be back in an hour. Went, fought a UFC fight. Got in her minivan. Went and picked up her kids. Took them out to lunch. Just saying, you know, Jamie Moyle. It looks like the soccer mother to me. Like, not that fighters have to look a certain way. But she's just like, the muscle definition wasn't there. It was all heart. And I love it. And I love you, Jamie Moyle. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie the mom Moyle. <laughs> So I saw a sticker. This is kind of off topic, but it just made me laugh on a scooter um, that it said condoms helps prevent minivans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. That's a good it's one. Stupid That's a good laugh. one. That's really funny. <laughs> so anything you have to say on that 115 about <laughs> minivan oil. <laughs> That's, that's a so good sweet. nickname. That's like a good nickname. <laughs> yeah, it would that's be a totally. kind of a cool nickname. But it would be a cooler nickname if a guy like uh, Roy Nelson was named the minivan. <laughs> totally. It would be a cooler nickname for a big, huge guy instead of a lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor lady. <laughs> Unless it was somebody that was built like Andrage and you were called the minivan. People I think she's like, still a little bulldozer. I see She's a little tank. Yeah, exactly. You can see you're just so almost at the beginning of the card here we had Luna Chagas versus Jim Wallhead. This finished in round two via submission for Chagas. Wallhead um was a heart for days, but I think that his UFC days Yeah, his UFC days are over. Chagas tends the gas in his fights and really was reserved in this fight he really really was he was a fucking monster he was so big he looked 
a whole person bigger. He looked like he was 185, and Wallhead looked like he was 170 pounds. It was just unreal the size that that guy probably cuts down from Chagas. Um, we can't, I don't think that we can really see. Wallhead can put up a good fight. I think that Chagas's cardio has been tightened up, and that's the biggest thing that we can take away from this fight for him. Wallhead, I think that he's out, again, out of his league. He needs to, to I think he's going to get asked to step away. I think this is the second loss in a row. He did put up a good fight, though. He never gave he up in that fight. He was a short notice guy, I think. Um, or and, no, he wasn't. He was like a UFC London guy. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd fought before and lost the decision 1-1, one, one, something like that. Um, but he's up there in age and has even had a long career prior to that. So Chagas being young and just the size of him, you could see the size kind of just got a hold of Wallhead as well and the power. And Chagas didn't have to really overthrow like he tends to do and showed a good gas tank. So, the beginning of the car started with a corner stoppage in the second round for Alcantara Divisi. What the hell's that guy's name? He's got 17 damn names. Versus Beltran. This is Beltran's second or third loss in a row. Um, this was a stoppage in between rounds. People said that or people were saying that Beltran um, quit the fight because at the end of the second round, um, Alcantara, but that's not his gosh darn name. What's his nickname? Divinius. Um, he ended up putting it on, and Beltran was going for a leg submission, and Divinius ended up Figueroa, Figadoria. He had like Lopez had Beltran and was landing strikes from in that position, and that hurt him. People said Beltran quit at the end of the second round, but I think that it was a doctor stoppage due to cut, and I think that that's what really happened. But it says corner stoppage. Maybe his corner completely stopped it, and his ref or his own corner said, you're getting beat up in there. He was. It was Beltran's first fight at 125. That's too much. Too, he was tall for... Whew, that's too much. You could see it, and I think that his corner saw it. I think this is it. a perfect way... For us to walk into the whole next conversation. Perfect. 125. Does the UFC need the division? For women? For men. Isn't there 125 already? Yeah. Do they need it anymore? Yes, of course. I love it. So you would disagree with Dana White? Then? 100%. That and is. against DJ, 100%. <laughs> I fucking love 125 fights, so but I'm a hardcore. I feel like... Um, you heard what he said. To I do. I completely agree. And I would for say that. For fans that don't know. So, please. <laughs> so, for fans that don't know, uh, Dana White wants the TJ Dillashaw versus Demetrius Johnson fight to happen. As a fan, I fucking love this fight. I actually think it's the most interesting Demetrius Johnson fight I can think of in years. And it might be for the skill set that. TJ has become of what I see him as a fighter now. It might be the most interesting fight that TJ's had in years. It might be the first time that I see both these guys can headline their own pay-per-views. Like, I would be interested in this as a pay-per-view main event fight. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think Demetrius Johnson has won enough titles. Oh, I don't need to go on my opinion of it yet. So, um, 
Demi uh, Dana White really wants this fight to happen, and Demetrius doesn't want this fight to be his fight. He wants to break the record and stuff. He wants to fight uh, the Ed Bermudez. No, Ber- Benavidez. No, uh, uh, <laughs> the one that's with the girl, cute girl. The Taz no. Mexican Devil. Taz Mexican Devil. Why can't I think of his name? Not Boyle. No. Uh, I'm sure. Oh my goodness. Borg. Ray Borg. It's Ray Borg. Yeah, Ray. Is it Ray it's Borg? Ray, it's Ray Borg. Okay, so Ray Borg. He wants to fight Ray Borg, who has a hard time making weight, but that's for yes, another exactly. Um, topic. Exactly. But he wants to fight Ray Borg and. Uh, break his records and so Dana went on and said you're gonna pretty much take this fight I tell you who to fight and if you don't I, I'll get rid of the whole straw weight division men's straw weight so that's where yeah. we're at so Demetrius said get rid of it I don't give a fuck Damn, bitch he's making that twitch money homie making that twitch xbox money homie I mean DJ has done it better than most people. He was sponsored by Xbox early on, Beats Headphones, when they were allowed to do that. And he's had exclusive contracts for a long time because he has been a champ for so long, even in other divi- or other organizations. Um, he's never made as much. Apparently, he hasn't been getting paid as much as a lot of these other guys. And he hasn't really headlined too many pay-per-views. Always ever. been a co-main event. He's yeah. never headlined yeah, pay-per-view. I, don't, I, I might be wrong, but I don't think he ever has. I think that is true, and he's kind of sticking up for himself, being like, I've beat the 10 number one contenders in a row now. Little respect, guys. I don't want to do it for whatever reasons. I think that as we're seeing everybody else kind of um, stick their hand in the air right now because it's a new changing of staff. Everyone's making their voice be heard. This is him making his voice be heard. He's in a position that he can do this. And I think that Dana's saying this for leverage. I think Dana's saying this all for a business aspect. Like, I'm going to devaluize you as much as possible because I'm not going to pay top dollar for you because he's a fucking businessman. Like, he's a promoter. Of course he's going to do that shit. I don't think they're going to get rid of the division. It's stacked. I like the division. I know that he's the current champ, but everyone under him, it's like other divisions, like... The champs are champs, but people under them are always moving. There's always fun fights going on that I'm wanting to watch underneath. And I think it's leverage. I think that both of the organizations, though, need to compromise. I feel like DJ, as much as he's saying that they aren't promoting him, I could kind of see that and not. Because being on Fox and headlining Fox, I feel like, is a big promotion in itself. Um, I don't think they're promoting him correctly. That's where I would say it had to be both of them, where they have to come together to come Let, with a plan. He shouldn't be on Conan. He shouldn't be on these places doing the Ellen. What he should be doing is Comic Con, and he should be yes. on the gamer conventions. Yes. Yes, he yes, should yes, be yes. there representing the UFC, not just as exactly. a gamer, but he's a smart guy and he's funny and he's charming. And he could sit at table things and not just talk about fights, but maybe make these fans interested in following him on Twitch, which would make them more invested when he is going to fight. And all of a sudden, that's a few hundred thousand people that not only have the money to tune in, mm-hmm. if they can afford their gaming systems, they probably have a parent's credit card. So they have the money to tune in. That could be the the dial mover uh-huh. on the they're like losing the nerd 
Um, and I mean nerd and geek in all the best ways. Right, right, right. But they're mo- you losing that audience where they have this like guy who gets hundreds of thousands of views, probably millions of hits a month to watch him play video games. Why wouldn't you invest in that? I think it's all very valid point. And why isn't the UFC banner at the bottom of Demetrius Johnson's account why he's playing these video games? I think that why I mean that, does, that makes tons things, of sense. Why to isn't me. Reebok logo in the corner? If they're gonna force these brands upon these fighters, uh, why not let them be able to take pieces of the money, the pie? Because obviously the contract's screwy for the fighters. Right. I don't know. I just have. Maybe the fighters don't want them in their bed because he's making his own money off Twitch. That's pretty good money because he has a really big following on there. But I was just going to say, if he gets some sort of contract like that, I guarantee you there is going to be a handful of other fighters saying, I want that contract. I play video games all fucking day when I'm not training because I have hard, like, their life is fighting. blessed Holloway. You can watch him play video games on Twitch. Yeah, exactly. Like... That they just they can get into a rhythm of that where they train a couple times a day and their downtime they're playing games with their family, video games, and just do it's a new world. People, video games are a part of everyday life. Uh, it's a new America. Sorry, I, no one can really judge it either. Every anyone that's judging it and hasn't picked up their iPhone and played a game on it or their Android and played a game on it. I don't even believe you you're listen over to us right now. You don't listen to podcasts. You're over 60. Yeah, we're not marketing <laughs> towards you. Exactly. I don't know. It's just people have different forms of entertainment, different ways to unwind from the hell that is the everyday. That is why you listen to Liz with a B. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think Dana White's off base. I think he's off base as well. And I think that how dare you say something like that to one of your most proven champs and someone who has done a lot of favors for you. I feel like DJ's done a ton of other favors for him multiple times. And I feel like why not uh, make a... Instead, if you want to... Why not Frankie Edgar versus TJ Dillashaw? Like, why not take two guys that'll be healthy around the same time and put them on? And people are like, oh, that's not the same weight class. I know. <laughs> right? I know. That's my point. That's my point exactly. And uh, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before that it's a shitty move for a guy to call down. Right. Of course. And of, of course, course of TJ is acting kind of like a prick. I, I know he wants a fight. Um, this is why I'm not a fan of TJ. This is why I always fall back on the other side. I know he wants to fight. Um, he's training. I think that's bullshit when a guy like Tony Ferguson, you know, you go through this months of camp, you're at your peak, and then you what? Then you what? Yep. It's, so I feel like, you know, he's going to be in fit, you know, shape for the summer, Vegas. What would be another good fight for TJ? <clears throat> Ooh. The one off the top of my head, he's already fought a Sunstown twice. Marlon Marias, but that you can't. That dude's coming off of a loss. You can't give up fucking TJ right away. But I think they're in a higher weight class at one thirty-five. Where are they at? They're at what one thirty-five? One thirty-five. They're at one thirty-five. TJ says he's willing to make one twenty-five. Oh, which he's never even wrestled at. He's never made yeah, one twenty-five. That's, that's that's gonna happen to Beltran. Or and Bell. then the whole thing. This is the other debate. Um, where I think Demetrius said yes, and the only reason he said no is because if TJ doesn't make weight, then uh, he won't be fighting for the belt. The It won't have anything to do with breaking a record. 
because he won't be fighting for the belt and he also won't get his show money for it because it won't be for the belt. So that's a lot to put on a guy that's never made the way. I understand all that from a business perspective. And if it were a piss fight, like if it was CM Punk that Demetrius was going against or a guy of that caliber, right. yeah, you take that fight every day. But a dangerous guy who's 10 pounds heavier than you fighting, like TJ Dillashaw, why would you jeopardize your legacy? That and people say, he wouldn't jeopardize his legacy. Look at Jose Aldo exactly. and how Connor's name has to come up. Look at Ronda Rousey. Exactly. Like, look at how quickly, like, a clean, you go night-night knockout ruins a legacy. It's the truth. And TJ does have that ability. Um, and I don't think it does, but I just know the hate that those fighters it does get, tarnish your record. Yes, you get a ping on that <laughs> cup. It is the truth. Fans are fickle. What are we going to do? You got to just stay educated. I'm sometimes, a, I should be a more fickle fan. It's, I, it takes me forever to fall off and it takes me forever to come aboard. Uh, yeah, I think forever. to be in that boat. But then sometimes I come aboard too late and fall off too late. <laughs> it's like I, I always, I like, I show up at the party league and then I'm the last one there with the like wasted person. <laughs> like, yeah, so I think it's a bad, sometimes bad. Did you happen to see the lovely dance that a group of men did for Mr. Hunt for his way to Australia or wherever they're uh, going to yes. go fight. With Jason Momoa. And there was a couple other, yeah, him and a couple other guys. That was pretty intense of a video. If you guys haven't, I'm sure you guys have seen it. It's been out there everywhere. I love seeing that kind of stuff. Um, it gets your blood boiling. You watch it and you're just like, oh, damn, you, Mark Hunt got a little touched. What do you think, Mark Hunt? Fight coming up. Derek Lewis, the beast. What do you that's think? That's coming up Saturday. That? Woo, that's a fox card. Quick off the top of your head. Not quick. You can take as much time as you want. Oh, I got Lewis. I've just been inching Lewis all week. I've Me been too. inching Lewis all week. And Mark Hunt is the legend and fought the top of the top of the... Uh, what the most interesting thing of that entire fight for me is Mark Hunt suing UFC right now still and appealing and putting in other lawsuits against UFC. To and me, that is the exact reason that he is in his home country. They're using him. To pretty much, they're like, look, homie, we're going to let your knockout reel in your home country that'll haunt the rest of your life be the money that we pay you with if we lose this lawsuit. <laughs> like, it's such a shitty and against Derek Lewis. The only thing that would be worse to me is if they put, might as well just throw Nagano in. So with Derek Lewis, what do we say? You wanted to make it our motto earlier in the podcast. Straight punches be looping punches. Truth be told. That's exactly what the matchup is going to be. Well, I think it's to be said in conversation, too. Not just UFC fights. I just think it's yeah, a good yeah, logo yeah. of life sometimes. Yeah. Like, to the point. To the point. Let's like get that. there. Let's be done with this. And Mark Hunt can do that. Now Derek Lewis, being a magnificent man that he is, I feel like could eat a shot and lay one of those hams on your face and you go night-night very quickly. And he's done that many a times where... He's even said it. I should have probably blocked that a little bit better, but I knocked him out. <laughs> like, Derek Lewis is like, yeah, you go hit me in the face. Crazy, Can you take a shot back? Derek no. Lewis has a good takedown defense. 
He has a crazy sprawl that you wouldn't, all of it you wouldn't expect. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. better than you'd think. He looks good For naked. where he first came from. Oh, that hella ESPN good. spread. Hella good. Like that. Um, I think he can, I just think he's in his time. I think the guy is, I agree. He's one of my favorite UFC <laughs> personalities. Agreed. I totally agree. He has the best interviews. And even if it wasn't the main event, I just want to see Derek Lewis interviews. I don't even, I like to see the whole workups the weeks before. I can't wait for the embedded. The I can picture him sitting in New Zealand somewhere, like with um, ladies around him of some like native culture. Like, he's just, he's such a pimp. <laughs> he's so dope. He's your uncle that's just like, what? Am I aunt lets him do that? Your aunt don't let him do shit. He does that. And he, she's just like, I'm getting paid. Like, he I'm could have a reality paid. show. Fuck yeah, I watch that. I would watch that. Derek Lewis. I would beast. watch that. Talk about poop all day. I will laugh. I have a very low sense of humor, lowbrow sense of humor. I really, and I think this is a, the weird part about this fight is I really think, and I think it'll be worth good money. I know it's far out. Uh, this could go to decision. Ooh, I, I think like both that. guys could lose their power by the second round. Neither mm -hmm. is a takedown artist and going to want to go there. They're right. both going to stand and throw and the whole a, time. Yep. So I think the last two rounds we could see two real sweaty hippos just leaned up against each other taking lazy ass shots. Every once in a while there might be one that we're like, oh damn, but we're going to... I think it could be one of those fights that they're so sweaty and bloody and mm -hmm. it's... Like at the end, it's one of those fights like the Bigfoot. So Mark Hunt just has this ability to mm -hmm. take these guys to the end of the rounds I, and stay swinging. And we're like, damn, what two warriors. And Derek Lewis's cardio has gotten a lot better, but he does lose it. And Mark Card Mark Hunt does as well. Oh, it's always better than you think yes. because he's a big fat guy, yes. but it's never... Lewis, I feel like, has been in that boat for me as well because he went to a decision with uh, Roy Nelson. Yeah, he's had five yeah, like fight nights that have gone five rounds. Exactly. So I just think this is a weird one that I think it'll be like 32 to 1 odds to go to decision. What I see, I don't know what, the picture that I keep seeing in my head for the the finish of this fight is Mark Hunt coming in with like a left or a right jab, but it being from the lead hand. Whatever his lead hand is, he's going to go in for a jab and Lewis is going to come with an overhand right and it's going to land as that lead punch is landing. Lewis is gonna take that punch. Hunt's not. That's just what I. I Hunt's just gonna go. He's gonna go and turn into a surfboard and right into the drink. He's, yeah, he's, I think he took too big of a knockout of recent. He's been I in feel so like many he's wars. Been knocked out just so by many wars. what Alistair Overeem like wasn't it Alistair Overeem? His career. Like um, just no, like a few months. Who was it? Just a few months ago. The Brock Lesnar beating, he can't be the same after that. Uh, oh, no. Who did he freaking, uh... <laughs> Pretty much... He's suing because of that beating. Brock he's suing because of that beating. He suing. got beat so bad, he, They just he put him country. in there against monster after monster. Yeah. It was brought, um, Alistair Overeem because the UFC did that fishy-ass shit where they let Alistair Overeem, the only fighter we've heard of since oh, USADA, use an IV back to the fight. Fact. And they're like, oh, he went to the doctor too, guys. Just so you know. Bitches... So we are seeing, they're pretty much, so I would even bet that his next fight, Mark Hunt's next fight, is going to be against Nagano. Because <laughs> uh, the USC is just like fucking him every way but Tuesday. It's one of those things. You can choose to put a photo up of yourself with the president's head beheaded. 
Someone could choose to fire you as well. Like Yeah, you have the freedom to do what you, you want, but they do You can sue the too. company. They do too. And they can also pick you against whoever you want and only give you a couple options to fight. And then you fight in the back beast in your home country and you got a bunch of... What other fights are on this card? There's a, quite a few fights. There's some really, Anything really fun ones. you're ones. really excited about? Um, Off the top of my head, I... <laughs> I, I gotta say no because I gotta look it up. There's nothing yeah, that. There's nothing but when I look at the card, I know that I'm gonna be like, oh shit. The other MMA news going down. Um, we had Vellante get wedgied by Chris Weidman. Did you see that whole thing go down? No. John Vellante had bet Chris Weidman they were doing some sort of like stage show during the live fights the UFC had put it on or someone had put it on and John Vellante bet that he would get a wedgie if Carolina lost she got some into the first round so Chris Weidman picked him up by his underwear across stage hey Carolina you know it surprised me too and I should have listened to myself a few days before for all the reasons that I thought that it would We talked it out. The difference, um, the big difference, I felt like for some reason in my heart by the end, KK, I know what Claudia's game plan is. So I, w- I thought like KK's coaches, I thought for takedowns and all that, knees, 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 like something. Mm-hmm. Um, KK had holes in that game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... It's also credit to Gadalia. Gadalia is a bad mofo. She just can't beat the baddest beat on the planet right now at the 115 division. Um, the other fights that we have on this card that I'm going to tell you that, ooh, they look fu- uh, 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 uh. We have Derek Brunson versus Dan Kelly. I have Kelly on that. Ooh! That's gonna be a huge underdog. I know you I'll know go I'm through, I know I'll go through them quick. Oh, okay. Quick picks because okay. I just I did them and I have my crazy oh tapology. Okay, I gotta go. This through is them. gonna turn into a breakdown show. Um, because I don't know some of these people. I feel like it has to be like a. 30 second breakdown like if you, we can't get into it too deep it just has to be the and we could change beforehand like or you know before the fight we're always able to do that yeah but true, true, I forgot true. that right when you said the Brunson fight I was just like oh there are a couple of good fights on this there are that yes, I'm like, yes, are yes. Talking I saw about? one that I'm like holy fuck that's deserves to be a main event anywhere and I love this new thing that the UFC is doing and getting smart about where they're booking the 12. So if it falls to 11 or 10, we're still okay. Yeah, yeah, you totally I'm really that digging well. that. Um, oh, yeah, right now I just have Kelly Decision because he's one of my favorite underdogs. I feel like everyone always undervalues him. And I think um, Derek Brunson... He's going to be on ice skates. He's going to be on ice skates. He's going to come out flying at the beginning. And Dan Kelly take you down. Dan Kelly takes some shots. Well, I, I got Brunson. Everybody out, has Brunson. Yeah, Everybody Brunson has Brunson knockout. And yep, I think exactly Dan Kelly have. got a chin. Like, it's something that no one thinks about. He's been in there with power punchers over and over again. Uh-huh. And um, a lot of people that are better fighters than Derek Brunson included. So, huh. 
That I know. It's a huge underdog. That's a That's huge mine. underdog. I like it. I like it a lot. So I got a few have... underdogs on this. Pearson Hooker. Hooker decision. Ooh, I got Hooker decision off the top of my head. I haven't even submitted my topology yet, so these are all my like. Right now, I only have Hooker decision because his only loss right now is Jason Knight, and I think Jason Knight's hot. Yeah, I think Jason yeah, Knight yeah, is I a good ass that. fighter. And Ross Pearson, I am a fan of Ross, but I think he, this is it. He's taking a downturn, definitely, but he's the gatekeeper who's not able to be the gatekeeper. I hate this right. next fight so much because both guys scare yes, the shit out of me. This is a fight that I'm so excited for because fucking Frankenstein De Silva. You love De Silva. <laughs> <laughs> You always love to Silva. <laughs> I fucking hate that. I don't know what I don't like. Bad, somewhat good technique, completely reckless, does weird stuff in the ring against Kudalaba, who painted himself green against Cannoneer, and then got fucking manhandled. But he now looking at it, it went to decision, and now that we're seeing James Cannoneer, he's ranked. <laughs> He's ranked in the UFC. <laughs> so, and he, you he know. got held down. Like, Kennedyer held him by his throat. Like, a drunk guy holds another drunk guy and then, like, slapped him. Like, Kennedyer was just using, like... Drunk guy holds another drunk guy. <laughs> yeah, <I> <laughs> that was the analogy. <laughs> <laughs> so, he just grabbed him by the throat, held him on the ground, and slapped him. Well, if him. you were to go with the silver right now, you would... He is such a huge, heavy underdog. Really huge, twenty three percent to seventy seven percent. Do you think he turns green? And has people a... have seventy seven percent, and most of them have knockout to this um, Henry De Silva, Henrique. Do you think that he comes in? Um, oh yeah, he's with the Henrique. Yeah, oh yeah, he's gonna be green, and he's gonna be green. <laughs> oh man, I easily could see a submission here. I, I easily agree. could see Henrique's dis- submission. I don't think he should be this heavy of an underdog. I think De Silva has okay. a real shot. Right now, De Silva is my He'll submission. Be, be your underdog he right goes, now. What, he, what happens to De Silva happens every time. He's got a Frankenstein-sized head. So he takes a shot, and then guys go to the ground with All him, right. and he fucking snatches up the submission, and he's done it, or and he puts people in bad positions. His big fat belly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's that fat, is he? He got I just I feel like he has handles for days. He's got a pudge. He does have a pudge. It's true. And Kutalaba looks like a... All right. Maybe piece. it'll be an okay card. It'll be interesting. The other one, though, this is a fucking diamond in the rough right before that. And this is it, of this card. Of this card. This is this is the best fight of the night. Timelia versus Benduin. That is the fight of the night. That right there. You got... Tim Elliott. But Ben Nguyen shouldn't be taking right now. Well. Uh, shouldn't be taking this fight. This is to have a fight for him after the loss. I think he's coming off of a loss. Um, maybe not. Let me see real quick. No, he's coming off of a win against Herrera. A decision, but he lost the smoke via TKO. But he was on like a nine fight streak prior to that. I mean, I just think Elliot showed he's next level. With oh, he's giving DJ the biggest run for oh, his yeah, money. It's gonna be expensive. I have a feeling on DraftKings. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I just like the fight stylistically. I think that Nguyen's gonna lose this fight all day. But I really like just that it's gonna be any Elliot. I think fight, the way I like you could watch. make money on this fight a little bit yeah. could be Elliot finish. 
And yeah, it's only a three round fight. He yeah. won't be. It won't be a fight that sh- every he anyone jumps on crazy crazy submissions. submissions. Yep, yep, yep. So I just think it could be. Quick. But he strikes from all positions. What else is happening in UFC? Cyborg's got a fight. We don't know against who yet. <laughs> so. So who's that's the, a pacifier. Uh, okay, exactly. That's a pacifier. That Unless the UFC party. wants to see if Megan wins this fight. Yeah, and she how has handedly she wins it. It, they could be waiting on that. Because I don't like the Kat Zingano fight at all for Kat. I don't think it does. I mean, that's it, what I was about to say. Who's Kat going to fight? She was about to fight. She Cyborg. Cat was about to fight Cyborg. No, she. Cat has another fight, doesn't she? I don't know. I think she does, but I can't. I thought think Kat was her. the one that came out and said she'd fight Cyborg. I like the way Misha Tate came out and said, "I'm glad Chris hit Magana." <laughs> I love that too. <laughs> Didn't Eddie say something, something along those lines, too? I'm sure. Frankie Edgar, I mean? Like, I'm sure. No one shit, likes Madonna. You talking shit got hit with Frankie Edgar's. What I he like was that. Quoted. He did have the perfect answer. <laughs> always. Always the answer. Any other UFC things we got until we get into cup. our really heavy breakdown? Because we're going to be able to look at those cards. Uh, look study at those up. fighters. Study up. Yep. We got a couple days for that. It's definitely been... This is a little extra show. You guys got a little bonus show this week. You guys like? Do you like that show? All right. Yeah. So follow us on Twitter at Lesbo and the Bean. And for all things Lesbo and the Bean, lesboandthebean.com. Lesbo and the Bean!